Do you, yeah. do you know what? Have you heard of a one-trick pony? No. A one-trick pony means it can only do one trick, right? And, <laughs> and that's all I can do. I can fly planes and talk about them and write about them, but I can't do anything else. I'm rubbish. Oh, and drive a car. Ski. I can ski. Yeah. Have you ever been asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Gwen gets to work. I like talking to people, and they like talking back to me. Well, that's what I think. One day I asked my mum, how do I know what I want to be when I grow up? My mum said, if I interview people about like their jobs and things like that, well, I will find out, and like the people, all the people who are, who are listening, um, you will find out too if you don't know. Let's get to work. Okay, so hello. Hello. Um. So first of all, I would like to ask you. So, what do you do mostly in the day of your like? job like in the day of your life okay until the covid um problem yeah. i was an airline pilot flying for a company in ireland called CityJet, and yeah. then um the covid crisis sort of caused a lot of problems with that yeah. industry so i left well i was you know i was basically made redundant and uh mm. i just bought this plane at that time and i thought well maybe i could sort of make a go of this instead so fly yeah. this and uh, do training and things in it and backseat rides and things. And uh, so I've been doing that ever since. But I'm also yeah. a journalist. I'm a writer. I write for aviation magazines. And uh, and I do a bit of TV yeah. as well, all aviation related. I don't do anything. Other than, like I said, I'm a one-trick pony. <laughs> I only do planes. I fly them and write about them. Yeah. So has like COVID changed quite a lot? Yeah, it changed it for... Um, for the worse at the time and um the, the 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 passenger numbers dropped to zero and um depending on what sort of pilot you are i was what's called a contract pilot so i wasn't yeah employed i was a freelance and i only worked a day at a time mm-hmm. as soon as there was some shrinkage in the business they um they got rid of all the freelance pilots yeah. so no surprise i'm not yeah. i'm not upset about it because it's just what it was and i'd worked quite hard before that yeah. happened, I'd, I'd been working really, really hard, long hours for uh, the previous ten years, and and I needed a break, so I've I've had three years off. Yeah, it's not as long as I didn't think I'd be off this long, to be honest uh-huh. with you. But I'm probably going back actually in the winter. I'm probably going to be doing a cargo airline job, flying cargo around out of Bournemouth. So um, that's that's the plan at the moment. Yeah, this goes back. So this is this is based in Belgium. This plane, uh-huh. Yak Three, World War Two, 1944 plane, and it um, it lives in Belgium and it visits the UK mm-hmm. and other European countries in the summer, and then in the winter it goes back for its maintenance. It has its annual check, like yeah. a car has an MOT. We yeah. have an annual permit is is issued on the plane, and mm-hmm. then it goes to store and it stores in a nice warm hangar for four months, mm-hmm. and then I'll probably bring it back about. March, April, depending on the weather, and it'll come back as a visitor uh, and to the UK, and then I fly um, air shows and um, and bits and pieces with it. Um, yeah. But I'll have to see how 
my boss, my new boss likes that. <laughs> I haven't discussed that with him yet. So I'd like to be freelance yeah. in the summer and full-time in the winter. Uh-huh. So what's your like main job title? I'm a commercial pilot. Okay. That's yeah. what I do. So yeah. in that commercial um, entity, I'm a little bit unusual in that I don't just fly airliners because yeah. that, most airline pilots all they do is fly airliners and they've had enough of it by the weekend or their days off and they don't want to go near an airplane or an airfield. But I like it a lot. So uh, yeah. I've always flown other planes. Yeah. And it's actually worked out well for me because I've always kept my, we say, like keeping your hand in, in a way, in practice, because this is unlike any airline flying, flying one of these old fighter planes. Yeah. Um, and But I've always done it. And so as soon as the airline thing sort of died, I just, sort of switched to the other half of my career so I the, the, the journalism and doing training flying mm-hmm. teaching people to fly old planes like this yeah I don't know if you've noticed but can you see the wheel on the back yeah so most modern planes have their wheels at the front like that one over there it's called oh, tricycle yeah. but these older planes they had a tail wheel and it's yeah. a completely different technique to fly so there's a lot of people who want yeah. to do this and they'll look for people like me to teach them to do mm-hmm. it. So it's called that's called a tailwheel conversion. Yeah. Um, you'd learn to fly tricycle, then you convert to tailwheel later. And it, a lot of people who fly aspire to flying a World War Two piston yeah. engine fighter plane because it's like the ed, the top edge of of yeah. all those planes, <laughs> uh, if you like. It's like the, the ultimate. Um, if you were really keen on driving cars you'd probably want to drive a formula one racing car wouldn't you yeah <laughs> and this is a formula one airplane yeah basically so it's like a yak three like it's a yak three and here look at this solidly built yak three single engine single cruise soviet fighter from the second world war it was a formidable fighter aircraft the performance is considerable excellent in low level altitude dogfighting high power to weight ratio that you can see yeah is it like your favorite plane or? yeah it wasn't and and i'm gonna blaspheme here because i originally um most british pilots like spitfires yeah but i never did i like the mustang which is american and yeah. i actually went out to america uh, a few years ago and did a complete training course on the yeah. mustang and when i came back to britain um i was very kindly somebody offered to let me fly their Mustang so I flew their Mustang for about three mm-hmm. or four years and then it got a little bit pricey and yeah. this was um, available to uh, to build as a project so he's a bit of a fixer upper but this for certain love you can fix this fixer upper up with a little bit of love and it, because of that the price was really good yeah um it was about two thirds of what it would have been mm-hmm. if it had already been flying. So I bought it. I just about managed to buy it and, and got it flying. Well, I didn't do yeah any of the structural work. I, mm-hmm. All I do, the other job I do is I do what's called detailing, which is painting and cleaning things. Okay, yeah. And I detailed this aeroplane because the paint on it was terrible on it. And yeah. So it's all, and if you look now, it's quite good. It's all, mm-hmm. you know, um, perfect really. Pretty yeah. Much. But it will be when I'm finished. <laughs> And uh, and it needs doing every year. And actually, I'll show you. If you look there, you see it's nice and clean paint. Yeah. That's where I've done that uh, the day yeah. before yesterday. And this is what it looks like after a season of flying. All the paint's uh-huh. missing off the leaning edges <laughs> because it goes to it gets really um, 
little bugs and things. Yeah. And flies and things. And when it rains, it will just take the paint off the leaning edges. Yeah. And do it all again every year. So that's what I'm working. That's what you caught me doing today when you got yeah. here. I'm working on the plane, getting it like absolutely spotless for its next season, mm. basically. Yeah. So can you like, if you're like hungry, can you eat when you're like flying a plane? Or... Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, these flying suits, they're not just for yeah. show. They're, they're, they're actually really useful because they've got pockets all, all over them. Look, you see, and they're quite big yeah. pockets. It has pockets. And you can store all sorts of things in there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's fine if you're doing a long trip. Actually, the thing on this airplane you need to do is, is drink. Not yeah. so much the food, it's the drink because yeah. you dehydrate because it's so hot in that aircraft. <laughs> you can't believe it. I mean, I've, I've actually, when it's been a, a hot day anyway, and I've flown this doing an air show yeah. on a long trip, like an hour, I've actually gone round the back of the bike shed, <laughs> taken this off and wrung it out because it's soaking wet. I'm absolutely like somebody's throwing a bucket of water yeah. over me. So the water, the water is more important than anything. Yeah. So if I do a, anything more than 45 minutes, uh -huh. I'm, I, I always carry a litre of water with me <laughs> and put it in one of these pockets. But yeah. the, you've got to be careful when you carry things in plane because you, you they can't be loose. They've got yeah. to, the pocket's got to be sealed because if you go upside down, which I do because we do aerobatics, um, they'll fall out and they can jam yeah. the controls and all sorts of problems. Yeah. So everything has to be buttoned. So you see that, that I've actually got an un, unzip button um, zip there, which should be zipped. So all, yeah. I'm always zipping everything up all the time. <laughs> Looks like I'm OCD, but I'm not. I'm just pilot. We're always and then if you got in the plane, I'd make sure that you didn't have any loose. Yeah. Articles on you, like your keys or coins or phones or yeah. anything. Yeah. You just have to be really careful. Yeah. Mm. So let's say, like, if you want to fly at night, is it like harder? Would you find it like weird flying at night? Yeah. Well, if you're an airline pilot, you, you, you fly yeah. at night a lot. So it's no big deal. Um, these aircraft can fly at night as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a bigger, bigger deal. Because okay. you've got yeah. to get the light right in the cockpit mm -hmm. to make sure that you can see everything you need. Yeah. Um, and they don't have the the instrumentation of bigger planes, so yeah. they're they're more compromised. And uh, but it's doable. I've done it. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Not this particular one, but I've flown a. Uh, I the plane I had before was a, a Chinese military trainer, and uh, and I flew that at night. It was really good fun. Okay. Actually. <laughs> yeah. So like. How long did it take you to learn how to fly a plane? Um, I took my time because I was at school. I was at 16 mm -hmm. and I took two years part-time to do it. Yeah. So I just do weekends uh -huh. and fly at the weekends. And th th at the time, you had to do 40 flight hours. Uh, it's gone up a little bit now. Today it's 45, I think. Most yeah. people take a bit more. I took 55 because the longer it takes you the worse it gets because each lesson you're remembering what you did yeah. the lesson before rather than doing new things you know yeah you, the, the there's an optimal time to do it and I think mm. a friend of mine's just got her license and she took just under one year and she had a full-time job and uh, she worked quite hard and she did yeah. quite a lot of flying and she did 60 odd hours um but 
if you did it full time, technically you could probably get it done in four weeks. Mm-hmm. That's usually where there's good weather, like America. Yeah. And then you come back. But the problem here in Europe is the weather's much worse than it is yeah. in much of America. British people always talk about the weather. Well, it's an unsubtle picture. One minute it's sunny, the next minute it's raining, and now it's snowing. Lush day, isn't it? I know, we're speaking. No, Mark. It is well We're dealing with a seven down here, so it's moderately cool. There's no other country where you'll have six different weathers in the space of 30 minutes. And the big, the biggest challenge you have is bad weather. And if you yeah. haven't trained in bad weather, <laughs> you're, you've got to retrain when you get here to to be really safe and competent when you come back. So just going out to America and doing a quick fall yeah. holiday and then getting your license and coming back and thinking you'll be fine, mm-hmm. you probably won't be. <laughs> um, and I've, I've had to flow with people who needed yeah. to be more aware of British yeah. Euro- and European weather. Yeah. So what do you find like the most stressful thing is when flying or when just doing your job? Um. The, in the airlines, it's time. It's trying yeah. to keep on time and keep the crew moving, motivated, get away on time, get arrive yeah. on time. You typically you have very short turnarounds between uh-huh. flights, and you've got to keep everybody motivated to work and keep the pace up. And so that's the biggest challenge. And the next one's weather, mm-hmm. because the weather yeah. you can't. You couldn't look out the window and say, "Oh, it's raining. I'm not flying today." It doesn't. You can do that with these things. I can just if I've got a passenger, I can just delay them. Yeah. And I'll say, "Come back next week." You know, if uh-huh. I've got I've got someone who wants to do a special low level flight uh, around the uh, Welsh mountains, uh-huh. and we've been trying for three weeks, and he only gets Tuesday off, and we're on we're on the third Tuesday this <laughs> Tuesday when he to see if we can fly him because because weather's not good enough. Especially, yeah. you know, in the autumn, this time of the year. So the weather is really big factor uh-huh. in flying and yeah. flying the big stuff. Yeah. And it also affects what I do with this because, like, for instance, this year I had 10 air shows booked. Yeah. And I two of them I couldn't do because the weather was too bad. Uh-huh. Um, and um, so it, it, you, you've got to have clear mm-hmm. uh, understanding yeah. of what, you can and can't fly with. Yeah. And my limits on this particular plane are very, very yeah. um, much higher than they would be in an, an airliner or anything mm-hmm. like that. I won't fly in low cloud or bad visibility. Or uh-huh. If there's, if I know it's going to rain, I won't fly it um, because it damages the paint mm-hmm. on the plane and I have to repaint the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that yeah, I'd say, I'd say, yeah, number one is time and number two is weather. Mm-hmm. What do you find, like, your most favourite thing, like, about your job uh flying this airplane my favorite thing is how fast it can go because <laughs> it was the fastest um just about the fastest um piston engine propeller driven mm-hmm. fighter in the world yeah and uh and I said I said earlier my my previous favorite airplane was the American Mustang because okay. it and one of the reasons is it, it's it's faster than the Spitfire yeah well, this is faster than the Mustang. And that's why I love it. And it's uh-huh. great to be able to fly at, say, 500 feet yeah. um, above the ground. And you're doing 250 knots, which is about 280 miles an hour. And uh-huh. the sense of speed is really impressive. It's, yeah. 
it's it's not quite formula one racing but it it feels pretty quick and <laughs> uh and i just love the sensation of speed so all of my hobbies and interests all my life are speed related so i've got a high performance car yeah um and i'm a little bit older now but i used to be a um professional skier okay, downhill yeah. skier and uh and do extreme skiing and uh so everything's speed related <laughs> and so that's why i love this plane and that's yeah. why i like i love my job because you can go quick yeah yeah i mean to give you an example where my base set this isn't really my local airfield this is yeah. the only reason this plane is here is because the runways are nice and smooth okay my yeah. airfield is white waltham uh-huh. near maidenhead and i live near there too yeah. so i drove my good high performance car at the national speed limit to here and i did it again today and yeah. it took me 50 minutes uh-huh. to get here yeah and it's mostly motorway and it still took uh-huh. 50 minutes to go back to do a flyby at my local flying club which i did yesterday yeah. which was agreed with the owners that i do a fly past it took me seven minutes <laughs> you know that's the difference seven minutes to get to where i just drove from it took yeah. 50 minutes it's 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 unbelievable how quick uh-huh. it, you go yeah. and it's, you're not just going quick you're going in a straight line quick as yeah. well you know you're 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 you're, you're not turning right at the T-junction, yeah. left at the roundabout, just waiting at the traffic lights, <laughs> you're just going straight at massive, massive speeds. Yeah. So you can you can do things that are just, you couldn't do unless you flew. Um, yeah. Like I'll go sometimes up to Norfolk where I've got a couple of mm-hmm. friends and it's a, exactly 100 miles to, uh-huh. to where they live. And so in my aeroplane, it takes, my aeroplane flies at about between three and four miles a minute so it takes uh-huh. 25 minutes to get to Norfolk, to near Norwich, where my yeah. friends live. If I drove, it would take two hours and a half uh-huh. each way, if you're lucky. Yeah. So I can go for lunch with them and come back in the afternoon. But you couldn't do that if you were <laughs> no. driving. You'd, you'd be driving all day. Yeah. So that's this. there's certain privileges that you have yeah. if you fly. And it's a really good it's, – it's a, it's a fantastic hobby. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a good profession. Um, it's not as good as it was, but it's still a good profession. Yeah. And you meet all sorts of people from all walks of life and, and, and races and cultures that you would never, ever meet in a, yeah. in a normal life. You wouldn't bump into them. Like we, before we were on air, you were asking me, or I was telling you about my, the artwork that's on my plane. Mm-hmm. The, the woman who painted that for me is a, one of the best um, piano players in the world yeah. and uh, Rosie Chan and I would never have met her but for the fact she wanted to do something completely different than yeah. piano and she's learning to fly. And that's how I met her. And so, and she loves this plane. Uh-huh. And so she's been up in the, in the, in this fighter mm-hmm. about five times now. She went up with me yesterday. So, yeah. And I would never have met her yeah. if I, if I didn't fly planes. So like lots of children, they would say like, Oh, I want to be a pilot. So is there anything you would like to say? Like, just to tell them about what it's really like or what they're expecting. 
thing, you know. Um, it, it it's a it's it's a really good thing to do. Um, you don't have to be top of the class to do it. Uh, you just have to be keen. Yeah. Um, and 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 have some sort of um, staying power. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you can't just glance at this. You have to yeah. really dedicate yourself. And there's a lot of ground school to do. Uh, it's not all about flying. It's quite a yeah. lot of things that you have to learn to do. Things like air law. Mm-hmm. Like when you drive a car, you yeah. learn about the rules of the road. Well, mm-hmm. there's rules of the air. Yeah. Um, there's mathematics, mm-hmm. aerodynamics, physics, weather, mm-hmm. meteorology. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a very interesting thing to start doing because you use so many different parts of your brain. And mm-hmm. You. It's a, it's a, it's it's the actual physical flying of the plane is to do with um, um, the coordination. So yeah. like when you learn to ride a bike, mm-hmm. and and then drive a car, and then maybe learn to fly a plane. Yeah. Um, it's really it's really good for your head as well. Yeah. Because it makes you into a very rounded mm-hmm. um, person, I think, because you you're practical. You know, you can apply yeah. theory to a reality like you're solving a mathematical problem and it's not just a silly exam on a piece of paper mm. it's actually an exam that requires mm-hmm. you to understand yeah. for instance what time are you going to get to that airfield before it shuts or before the weather goes bad there and have you got enough fuel and how much fuel are mm. you burning per minute yeah and how many minutes is it going to take and how much fuel mm-hmm. did you lift so how much fuel will we have left and what if you can't land there can you land somewhere yeah. else so all that sort of thing it's really, really interesting, and you, it completely um, takes you over. I think in a in a, in, a, in a nice way. Yeah. That it's such an interesting thing to do, and I'm sure there are people who ride horses who could say the same thing, or people that scuba dive. But mm-hmm. for me, the flying is so mm-hmm. so many aspects to it, and um, and and the, it's so interesting, and it's quite exciting. Yeah. As well, it is quite an exciting. Mm-hmm. thing to do sometimes um sometimes for the wrong reason uh <laughs> but uh and it, it, if you want to do a career in it it, it it it's there it's right in front of you you know yeah. no different than if you wanted to say be a doctor or a nurse um uh-huh. it's a very laid out plan how you go about doing it yeah and you could just google it and find it very quickly mm. um it, it it's very very abcd it's not difficult <laughs> to to get to learn to fly or to become a airline pilot or to become a military pilot mm-hmm. or an air ambulance pilot. There's all sorts of different different yeah. things. The planes that I was flying before COVID, the airliners, they've all been converted into fire bombers. Straight over the flames until the exact moment. Push that button, hold it down. Okay, max power, start climbing. That button releases up to 11,000 litres. It might sound strange, but we actually don't put the fire out. We kind of contain the fire and allow the crews to go in and work safely on the ground. Nice. Okay. And they've gone out to North America, and all 22 of them were bought by an American company. And uh, they're converted, and uh, we call them the hot dogs because <laughs> they, the, the fuselage that had the passengers in it is empty, and on the outside like the like the buns of a hot yeah. dog are are they're called panniers and they're stuck on the side of the plane and they're okay. filled with water and they go and yeah. bomb fires and put fires out mm-hmm. and so there are 
there's a whole career out there just mm-hmm. for people who want to become fire yeah. bomber pilots, and they're called fire captains and mm-hmm. fire first officers. Yeah, and that's that's a career path that you can uh-huh. follow. So there's yeah. all sorts of interesting things uh-huh. you can do. So before I say bye, is there anything you would like to say? I think that you should always have um, an airplane ride on your bucket list. Yeah. So <laughs> all the things you want to do in your yeah. life, definitely one of them should be going up uh-huh. and doing a flying lesson. Yeah. And in, in the older and more interesting the plane, the better. But even if it's a modern plastic nose wheel plane like the yeah. thing we're looking at there, uh-huh. it's a fantastic thing to do. Yeah. And, and I hope we'll get you flying at some point uh-huh. and uh, and you'll see what it's like, you know. Yeah. Okay, so thank you. Okay, no problem. Uh, nice to meet you. You too. Hope you had a nice time. Thank you. Um, bye. Bye.